You ready for it? CJ, you ready? Okay. Title is, I guess you could say I'm in my feelings. I guess you could say I'm in my feelings. You know, we can either submit to our feelings or we can submit to the word of God. It is a choice. It's your choice on how you respond to everything in life. You have a choice. I'm going to jump right into my point one. I don't really have an introduction. That was it. If you didn't like it, uh, maybe you can go somewhere and get another, a better introduction. <laughs> point number one. Ready? Your obedience is bigger than you. Your obedience is bigger than you. Do you know that sometimes, you know, Morgan did an awesome job last week. We, we talked about the story of Mary, Jesus, Joseph. God will sometimes ask you to do things that take you out of your comfort zone. Can I get an amen? Has anybody ever been there? Yeah. So God might ask you sometimes to do something that will take you out of your comfort zone. I'm here to encourage you. Get used to being uncomfortable. Is that encouraging? <laughs> Listen, if, if it's worthwhile, if, if it's a, an awesome thing for God, you might be uncomfortable. I would say the majority of things God has led me to do or say or to talk to somebody, not even here in this church, I was kind of un uncomfortable to do it. Your yes, your obedience can change someone's life. You know, uh, 10 years ago before I was here in this church, I was right down at IUS, and someone's yes to open up their mouth and invite me here. I came for the chili. We know that. Had a silly chili cook-off that night, and I was actually had a fever. <laughs> I think I've told that story before. I came literally because I was hungry. I was like, came down the sidewalk. I was like shivering. I was like in the back back here. There's a group of guys. They're like, hey, is that that one guy? But... Someone's yes, someone's obedience got me here. Now we know it's the presence of God. We know it's Jesus leading them to make that, or Jesus leading me to make a decision to follow him. But someone had to give me the opportunity. Is that right? I would say that's true for everybody. Unless you were born in this church, you're a little different. But, <laughs> but your yes can help people. Let's look at this uh, Luke 1, 26 through 38, Morgan taught this out of the passion. Like I said, can't really say it any better than she did. So let's read this. It's a little bit long, but during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you. And so you are anointed with great favor. Went a little side note. When I was in Africa, I met a girl named Great Favor. Kind of a cool name. And her brothers and sisters were named King and Queen, so just kind of cool. I said, I read this and I said, I remember you from Africa. Great Favor. I said, who has, I mean, who's going to name a kid Great Favor? That's pretty cool. I mean, they named me Amzi, so that's kind of the same thing. It says, you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. So you could say she was getting in her feelings, right? She started thinking about like, okay, now what does this mean? Like, okay, like what am I supposed to do with this? And it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but the angel reassured her. He gave her the word of the Lord. Angel reassured her saying, do not yield to your fear, feelings, Mary. 
for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you. Hey, surprise. <laughs> with a wonderful gift. Surprise, you're pregnant. Are you ready for this? You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme. Not wearing supreme. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. So Mary got in her feelings for a minute, right? But then the word from the Lord came. The angel told her, no, actually, like, this is a good thing. You know, Mary's obedience, like, we kind of owe her, like, a lot, because her obedience saved the world. Now, God would have probably got it through some other person, but we got to give her the credit. Now, we know Jesus saved us, but Mary said yes first, right? Your yes, your obedience can help save people. I know we don't, we're not the ones saving them, it's Jesus, but God needs a vehicle, we are that vehicle. God needs hands and feet, we are that hands and feet. Does that make sense? You know, God's going to ask some of you all to do some things that are hard. God will ask you to do things that you don't like. Speak to that person at school. See that person sitting by themselves, go talk to them. But God, they're like the biggest nerd in the school. No, go talk to them. He might ask you to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Here's the good thing. Every time God has asked me to do something or called me to do something, the word of God says that he gives us grace to do it. The definition of grace is ability. So when God gives us his grace to do something, he's giving us his ability. Like how can you fail, right? If you has, have his ability, which is perfect, which is everything that you need is inside of that, like how could you fail? So let's not get in our feelings and, and be, be fearful on that. You know, I've never seen God call us and not grace us, not once. Because what kind of a dad would he be? It's like, hey son, go do this, but you're gonna fail at this and I'm not gonna give you any of the weapons that you need, any of the qualifications, no. When he asks us to do something, he calls us, he graces us. Does that make sense? Are you ready for point number two? If you are, say ready. Awesome. That's like three quarters responding right there. I love it. Act on what you know is right rather than what feels right. Act on what you know is right rather than what feels right. I feel this way a lot. I feel things. Anybody else sometimes getting their feelings on stuff? God says, do that. God says, pursue this. You're like, <sighs> Sometimes we know what's right, but we can still have feelings that's like, I don't really want to do this. I heard this song. <laughs> I actually sent it to a couple of my buddies this morning. It says, I know the Bible is right. <laughs> Anybody heard that song? You, gotta get a good, you have to get a good clap and a stomp going on to it. But he says, I know the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. Usually that person is me. You can look in the mirror and find out for yourself. But uh, usually um, there's somebody that's wrong, and it's usually us. And the Bible is right, and our feelings are wrong. Sometimes, uh, well, let's look at this here. Talking about feelings, you know, feelings aren't a bad thing. Like a lot of times like people are like, don't feel that way, don't act that way. We know God gave us feelings, right? Like God gave us those feelings and he tells us what to do. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7, out of the passion. It says, for we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. Act on what you know is right rather than what feels right. Feelings aren't bad. God gave them to us. If feelings were bad, that means compassion would be bad. If feelings were bad, love would be bad. If feelings were bad, boldness would be bad. Boldness to talk to people about God, right? But here's the thing. If you're someone who falls prey maybe to getting stuck in your feelings, let's just not, let's not stay there, right? It's okay if you have feelings. That's fine. But let's not get stuck there. I've been saying this lately. Let's identify where we're at. Let's say, okay, this is where we're at. But let's not stay here. Like, why, why would we stay there, right? But I'm sure Mary, even Mary didn't feel right about what happened to her. Like, this thing's just literally being, like, thrown on me. Like, I mean, I, yes, I guess, right? Kind of like, surprise, pregnancy. <laughs> but then the word of the Lord came to the angel. You know, don't let your feelings talk you out of what's right. They will. They'll try. Anybody been there? We know what's right. Hey, don't look at that. That thing that you laying in your bed late at night looking at it on your phone. Don't look at that. I, I think I'm hitting close to home, I think. Here's the thing that this is why I love Jesus. You know Jesus. No, don't throw, don't throw your wig at me when I say this. But you know even Jesus got in his feelings for a moment. You know that? So if you're someone that feels convicted, like, man, why am I feeling this way? Jesus even got in his feelings. Like, I need scriptural evidence. All right, let me show you real quick. Luke 22 out of 42 out of the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Okay, before I read it. Since Jesus was all God and all man, he had the same temptations we did, had the same feelings we did, but he knew what the right answer was. Listen to this. It says, Father, if you are, and this is when he was about to go to the cross. He was in the garden. He was praying. He was about to go take on the sins of the world. He was going to take all the things that we deserved. He didn't deserve a single one. And if there's anybody who had a reason to be in their feelings, it's Jesus. They're about to get the punishment of a lifetime, death, take on everything bad that we've ever done and will ever do, and had to take it, chose to take it. But let's read this. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of agony away from me. Right there. He was feeling it, right? Emotions aren't bad. God gave us emotions. Feelings aren't bad. God gave us those. But then he says, but no matter what, your will must be mine. So he knew the answer. He knew what the right thing was. And some of us might feel things that maybe we're like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Or your friend's saying, you shouldn't feel that way. But you know the right answer. Choose what's right. He said, Lord, take this thing from me. <laughs> I don't want this. But then he said, but you know, no matter what, your will must be mine. And we have to do that. And we know that God's will is his word. You know, just thinking about it, sometimes we don't know what's on the other end of our yes for somebody else or for us. But like, let's not be so inwardly focused all the time. Let's focus on other people. When God tells you to do something, maybe he tells you to do something specifically for you. But when you do that, you don't know the people that it could affect. Like personally, I don't really, people are like, well, you're not going. I don't really like getting up in front of people to speak. I don't. I've never really liked it. 
uh, maybe one day I'll come to where I'm super comfortable, but I hope not because that, then I, I, I always want to feel uncomfortable when I get up here because I know that means, Holy Spirit, I really, really need you to step in and help me. I don't, I don't really don't like public speaking. And I know for some people, they would rather um, die than have to get up and speak. <laughs> I felt that way a few times, maybe when I started doing this a little bit. But is anybody, can anybody relate? I know my wife. I know she's probably not listening to this at the moment. But man, in speech class, she had speech class with me. That's how we met. Her and her twin were sitting behind me. And she had to get up and give this speech. And her hands were shaking so bad. And she's holding her, her note cards. And they're just like shaking she literally i mean she's already kind of she doesn't tan well um she, she's literally like a ghost up there she's like uh, and she had to start over i felt so bad for her she didn't know i liked her but i did um <laughs> some people aren't meant to be public speakers let's just say i asked her one time i said hey girl what, what would you uh say if you had to get up there she's like no i wouldn't do it i remember even in the back recently someone said hey would you pray she goes nope <laughs> sorry this little side trail it's kind of funny but but sometimes we don't know what's on the other end of our yes. After tonight's over, I don't know, hopefully, who I impacted. But because I said yes, I get the opportunity to impact somebody, to help change someone's future through Jesus. Kind of switch gears a little bit. You know, if you want God to trust you with more, you have to say yes to him. This is what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to make up our minds and say, God, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do it. Let's just make up our minds right now. Yes, Lord, we know it'll be uncomfortable. Sometimes it won't be easy. Sometimes it'll be hard. But you've given me your ability. You've given me your grace to do it. Let's make up our mind now, and let's just say when God asked me to do it, just like Morgan, when she said, this is amazing. Do you guys remember that? I almost titled my message that tonight just, just because because it really stuck out to me. But let's be happy to do it. Let's say, Lord, Next time, you don't have to repeat this, but next time you ask me to do something, I'm happy to do it. I'm willing to do it. And I don't want this, the whole night to sound like I'm saying every time God asks us to do something, it's like, I'm in my feelings. I don't want to do what you asked me to do. It'd be awesome if we could, could get to the place to where whenever he asks us to do something, we say, this is amazing. Let's do this. Because we know that there's something awesome on the other end of it for us or for somebody else or for both. Let's make that up right now in our mind. God, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. Let's make up our mind on it. You know, Mary obeyed, and she brought Jesus into the world. But then Jesus obeyed. I think, you know, Justin, you know this. Young kids get um, a lot of examples and teachings from their parents. Jesus had to have known that Mary said yes, knowing that his future was going to be a huge yes. But just as Mary obeyed and brought Jesus into the world, Jesus obeyed and got himself into our hearts. And that was absolutely worth it. I'm very thankful for it. All because of one person's obedience. We are saved forever from going to hell, from suffering for the rest of our life. Not just in eternity, but even here on earth. Because of one person's obedience, because of one person's yes. So let me ask you this. like, What's that one thing Maybe God's been asking you that you've been running from. I'm talking to the 11-year-olds all the way up to me. I'm probably the oldest in here. God's asked all of us to do something. What has, what has he asked you that you've been running from? You know, I know a lot of times people are scared to step out in their gifting. If they have a gift in them and God's 
leading them and people are asking them, but they're like, no, no, I don't want to because they're in their feelings, right? Maybe you're afraid to step out in the thing you're gifted in. Maybe God has asked you to love someone at school that no one else loves, right? Maybe he's asked you to live pure for him. You can get in your feelings on that, can't we? It can be a hard thing to do. We know what's right, but it can be a hard thing to do. But God's given us his grace and his ability. Are you obedient with small stuff? A lot of people are like, I want to do this. I want to do these big, awesome things. When, when you walk by that shopping cart in the parking lot and it was about to hit a car and you're like, eh, I'm good. But God said, grab that thing real quick. You know all those little things count and they matter? Like a lot of times I'll walk around the church building, find stuff sitting on the ground, and I'm like, I won't pick that up. The Holy Spirit's like, yeah, get back there. I said, all right, I got this. I'll pick it up. God needs to trust us with small things, lots of little small things, before he trusts us with big things. Even Jesus, born into this, in, in this earth, growing up, and I know that he listened to God and obeyed God. He said he never sinned. So we know he obeyed God all through his life for those little small things to lead us to the big thing, which was saving us pretty thankful for that one <laughs> you know everybody's like well what's the what's the benefit of being obedient there's always reward a reward tied to obedience I'm going to close with this scripture out of Deuteronomy 11 26 to 28 New Living Translation it says look today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse you will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God. So the things that he's asking us to do that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. Now look, this is Old Testament, but we can still bring it through the cross into the New Testament. When we're obedient to God, he blesses us for it. Now, God's not out cursing people, but if he says, this is the road you walk on, this is the one you travel down, you say, all right, got it, God. But you see this other one over here, Blessings on this road. But you see this other one, you're like, God, actually, I kind of know better. And my, I'm getting in my feelings a little bit. I don't want to go down that road, but you decide to take this one. But God's over here on this one. That's where we can walk into things that are like a curse. You know, I know we don't really use that word much nowadays, but that's when we kind of get off track with God. It's not him saying, well, you're cursed now because you're not going to listen to me. That's not, that's not what God does. We choose those things. Does that make sense? So again, I know that all of us have feelings. I know all of us feel some kind of way sometimes. I know I do. I know there's days where on Sunday morning, I don't feel like leading worship sometimes. I get here and you know, I've noticed some of the days when I don't feel it is when some of the coolest stuff happens. I think there's something awesome about when we decide to push through how we feel and choose the right thing I think God rewards us when we do that. I think some, some really cool things come as a result. I can't tell you how many times where I've been tired to lead worship or, you know, I woke up and literally my newborn literally cried all night. I'm like, what day is it? You know, like, did I even sleep? I don't think so. <laughs> but I've got up and I've pushed through it, not just here, but I'm talking about every day of my life, just all kinds of things. Do I miss it? Yeah, a lot of times I do. But I'm learning to be more obedient. I'm learning to say, Lord, every time you ask me to do something, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, I guess. I know I'm not feeling it, but I'll do it. Let's get to a place where we're happy to do it. We're willing to do it. God's never going to ask us to do something that's not going to benefit us or someone else. 
But let's, let's get past ourselves and let's be outwardly focused on people. You know, God loves people. You know, here at the quarry, we love people. That's what we should be concerned about. Amen. Let's close in prayer.